as Jesus said in Matthew, as you therefore go, make disciples. So while you're going, he knew we'd go to town, we'd go to the bathroom, we'd go to bed. He knows we're going to go and make disciples. And so I, I'm just willing to do it. And it, it's amazing how God works it out. So I don't care how busy your schedule is. If, if you're committed to doing it, it'll work out. I will guarantee it because it's on God's heart. Is making disciples the job of so-called super-Christians or church leaders only? To whom does the command in Matthew 28, 18-20 really apply? Hi, I'm David Dennis with the Kansas Communities Ministry with the Navigators. Thank you so much for joining us today for this third of three podcasts featuring Mr. Elmo Joseph. Elmo is a longtime associate with the Kansas Navigator Community Ministry. He has so much practical wisdom about investing in people on an intentional basis. Let's hear now what he has to say about the priority of disciple-making in the life of a busy but very ordinary Christian. What would you say to a young man or woman who is just getting started and feels like they're working many, many hours, maybe they're starting a family as well. The church wants them to be involved in activities. Uh, What would you say to them as far as the priority of making disciples? You know, we all have an idea what we think it ought to look like, but I've learned that the way God sees it many times is different than what I see, and everybody is unique. I, a third of the men I meet with today are men that the pastor gave me. He would give me a name, and, and that's amazing to me. Uh, ever so often, my pastor will say, here's a, here's a fellow that I think really worth investing some time in, and here's his phone number. If the Lord leads you, would you contact him? And so that's, that's really neat to get the, my fishing pool is provided a lot of it. You know, Jesus said we'll be fishers of men. So he gave me a couple of names last early September. And I'm finding half of the guys I meet with are under 30. And that's a real challenge because I've had to learn a whole new language. And boy, they just think different than I do. But um, uh, I'll call him John. He he is a... uh, an interesting young man. He's, he's brilliant, uh, way smarter than I am. It's hard for me to keep up with him. Uh, he was hired by the local university here, Westland University, to start a new, a new uh, program. And they're offering a, a degree in computer gaming. What are you grinning about? <laughs> me, me too. What? What? what yeah. What's that, John? Computer exactly. gaming. So there, there was no syllabus. There's, there's. I mean, he's got to create it from scratch, and they, they form these teams and play these computer games internationally. Uh, there's, you know, big challenge on this, and they'll. Uh, he, uh, he has, uh, he does things on, on the web. He has uh, up to twenty thousand followers when he gets on. Um, he does he does shows for nonprofits as well as for profits. Uh, in other words, he has sponsors, and so he's he's building a corporation. I've been walking with him on that now these months, and helped. I told him he needed a team and needed to get organized. But anyway, it helped me having gone through starting a business because I had a little experience with that. Well, he got married a year ago. They bought a house. 
Two months ago, he discovers that his his wife is pregnant. Great. So you you see what's happening to this 23-year-old? These are major life changes. So he's starting this corporation. He's he's in his second semester of a whole brand new university offering. He's learning to love his wife. I mean, he's just been married almost, and now she's pregnant. So how much time do you think he has? Yeah, not much. We were to meet this morning at 6.30. At 1.30, I get a text. Hey, I'm just getting to bed, just getting through work. Can we meet at 1.30 in the afternoon? Um, And then another young man at 21, um, he introduced me to his three-year-old, and he went to work for a major corporation here. Um, he's, um, He's just finishing recording a Christian album that he's been going to a studio to record. He's about got his pilot's license. Okay, are you with me? Here's here's another one of these guys. So, you know, I have to adjust, and I can do this, again, on my end, just my schedule meet theirs, because they, they change constantly. Let's just say a lot of my one-on-one with these men is to train them in the spiritual disciplines. They don't they don't know what a quiet time is, or they haven't identified it. They don't read their Bible regularly. They don't memorize scripture. They don't understand the importance of prayer. They don't see the, the, the desperate need for fellowship, that, that they, they can't make it alone. Um, and uh, then I meet with a guy that's 68. I meet with a guy that's 58. I meet with a guy that's 45. So I, I meet with all age groups. I meet with guys that uh, are not really committed to church. I meet with elders of churches. I meet with pastors right now. I'm not, but I have several. Um, and they're all in need. Most of them are smarter than I am. A lot of them have way more. I've, I've got one guy that has two, two doctorates in theology. Mm-hmm. And after spending six months with him, and he had a in his um, in his ministry, he had a fellow he w- wasn't making any progress, and he said, "Well, could you meet with James and see if you could do something?" So after three weeks, he pulled me aside, and when I got done, he said, "You know, I've seen more change in James than the last six months." He said, "Could you teach me how to do this?" Mm-hmm. Well. I'm one of those unlearned and ignorant men, but I guess they took note that I've been with Jesus. Like Paul says, we preach Christ and him crucified. That's that's the heart. So um, if you're committed to it, the with him principle, as Jesus said in Matthew, as you therefore go make disciples. So while you're going, he knew we'd go to town, we'd go to the bathroom, we'll go to bed. He knows we're going to go but make disciples. And so I, I'm just willing to do it. And it, it's amazing how God works it out. So I don't care how busy your schedule is. If, if you're committed to doing it, it'll work out. I will guarantee it because it's on God's heart. And someone might say, uh, well, Elmo making disciples is the job of, of church leaders. It's the job of super Christians it's the job of the pastor. What would you say to that person? Well, I guess a passage of scripture that comes to my mind is 2 Corinthians 5. 
And, uh, you know, he says there, Paul says that, that we have all been given the ministry of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. He then goes on to say that we're all ambassadors for Christ. It doesn't have anything to do with our education or uh, our office, uh, church organization, anything, every one of us. And, uh, you know, I, I think realizing that uh, the purpose of the leadership, according to Ephesians chapter four, he, he gave these gifted men, those fellows, you know, the apostles and prophets and pastor teachers, their whole purpose is to equip, discipline, train the followership, the saints to do the work of the ministry. That's me. And I understand in my studies that if you're a Christian, you're a disciple. A disciple is simply a learner and follower and reproducer of Jesus. Well, that's for every one of us, no matter what your age is, no matter what your gender is. We're all called to make disciples. It doesn't have anything to do with the, with the administration and the office yeah. or the spiritual gift. What's the first thing you would uh, encourage a person to do who wants to get started in making disciples? Pray. And in your prayer, ask God to use you. Ask God to cause you to understand, to give you, I think it, it's a heart for people. Um, I would say that, you know, one of the things that, uh, that there, there are some hindrances. There are some difficulties in making disciples. Only twice in my life have I wept bitter tears, and that was for a man each time who said, I don't want to do it anymore. It just broke my heart, and it hurt so bad. I remember just telling God that second time, I don't want to do this anymore. I, I just want, and he just very gently in my mind assured me it was not me that they were rejecting, and he just kind of asked me, how do you think he felt? And that, that freed me. I was taken way up more on myself. Shame on me. You know, it was he that was being rejected. So I, I think, you know, the, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life, uh, you know, the world, the flesh, and the devil. I mean, we can't get away from those enemies. They're, they're all out there. And um, I think building, building a, a loving relationship uh, enables you to love, uh, covers a multitude of sins. And, um, you know, we, we let, let love in our heart for them. You can only take a man as far as he wants to go. I've remembered over and over that Jesus never pushed anybody. The rich young ruler is a good example of that. You know, it, my, most of my translations start out with that he loved him. And so he, he didn't compromise. And uh, we'd all like to have that kind of a guy in our church, rich, young, and a ruler. Boy, that's a good one. <laughs> but uh, he, didn't, he didn't say, well, just sell half your things, did he? Yeah. If he said all. Mm-hmm. And so there's times when you have to be with these guys. Uh, the, uh, the, the John I mentioned, uh, within a month, we were meeting one morning, and he got a text, and he looked down, and he just he just was overjoyed. And I said, what happened? He said, it's Josh. Josh just came. He accepted Christ. He sending me. He was, uh, he was thrilled. He had been instrumental in getting Josh moved to 
the university scholarship. Josh had been here about five months in town. And this this particular uh, university, Westland University, is a little unusual. They have chapel every morning. And uh, so that was a requirement. And through a series of circumstances, the guy that preached, he had met him in Fort Worth. It was really interesting. But anyway, Josh came to the Lord. Well, he's the fellow that was five days old. That's because I asked John, I said, well, now what are you going to do with him? Well, what do you mean? I said, you got a brand new baby here. He doesn't know anything. You just going to throw him out in the cold or are you going to help him? Oh, well, he's, he was so swamped. And we went on and pretty soon he looked and he said, oh, well, could you help him? Would, would you do it? I said, well, I'll, I will for a while. And so John's helping him too, but, but I'm, I am meeting with Josh and, and Josh, Josh doesn't know anything. He was on the street at 11. He'd, he'd lived, he was 20 years old. He'd lived on the street for nine years mm-hmm. and uh, no family, parents dead, no siblings, a hateful old grandfather that abused him horribly. And of course that was his vision of God because his grandfather had a Bible in one hand and a whip in the other one. And so it's just been delightful getting to know Josh and helping him yeah. change into girl. Okay. Josh does some really stupid things. And so there's times I have to tell him that. Yeah. And you want to hug him and hold him when you do it. And you take a chance. They might not come back, but you got to do it. You uh, became a Christian uh, believer at um, what, what age did you become a believer? 28. 28. You had a young family. You had a career in the railroad, then in IT. You retired how long ago? 2014 was the last time I worked. Yeah. 2014. And so uh, with that, you uh, decided not to invest in people anymore after that. Is that right? Accelerated more than ever. More than ever. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because now I got, I don't have those priorities. Uh, God was gracious. We resolved to not borrow any money, not go into debt. And we did not. And believe you me, there were some scary times. But um, we studied money in the scriptures, what Proverbs said and other verses, and we chose to believe God. And so we managed to come out of it owning our home and owning our effect. I hadn't been in debt since I was within a, a year of starting the business. Mm-hmm. And I had no money. I had no business training, none, nothing in college, nothing. I didn't know anything about computers other than to use them. Never did learn. Still can't fix them. Didn't know how. Didn't know how to program. Never did. You know, it's it's it, it's as they say, it's a God thing, and that that's the way we all ought to live every day, isn't it? Yeah, that yeah. should be our environment, a God thing. Yeah, and so when I got away from the business, I was a little concerned because it took me about two years to get it out of my system. I didn't realize how deeply ingrained all the risk because when you're self-employed, a sole proprietor, you wear a lot of hats mm-hmm. and there's always something in demand. I've just been continually praying and open uh, to more opportunities to be about the master's business, kingdom business. Because Lord teaches a number of days and the older we get, as you know, the more that becomes reality, we've, we've only got so much time. And so 
uh, Ephesians 5, you know, we're to make the best use of our time, despite all the difficulties of these days, and to don't be vague, but firmly grasp what you know to be the will of the Lord. I think that's J.B. Phillips. But that's that's been an important verse for me, to make the best use of my time and, and to do what God leads me to do. Well, I think, you know, family has probably been one of the most difficult areas for me, because my family knew me when I wasn't as nice of a guy as I am now. <laughs> and they watched me growing up in my faith and the, the number of mistakes and errors that I made or, you know, you couldn't record them all. And <clears throat> so as I'm, I'm interesting, I just had lunch with my oldest granddaughter and her 14 month old and, and uh, Thaddeus, I hadn't seen him for almost a month and boy, he's changed. Words are starting to come out, and uh, uh, and I've watched him now over this year. I they're close enough. I can see him usually every week to th month, and uh, and he's changing. He's he's growing up. He's able to do well. That's me, and that's you. We we change, and uh, having physically lost. 80 pounds over a couple, three years. Um, I met someone the other day I hadn't seen for four years. And he, he did a double take. It was in a group. And he said, Elmo, is that you? <laughs> he didn't recognize me because I had changed. Well, what we find in our families, we change. But they still remember us as we were. And sometimes those memories, although accurate, are gone. I mean, they're true. You know, I was a knothead, and I did some stupid, mean things, but I'm not that man anymore. And so I find that I constantly, with my family, have to re-win their trust. When I meet a new man, I just really have to do it once. Yeah. See, they don't know. They don't have all that history. Family's got that history. And, of course, the enemy uses that. See, you'll bring that up. Mm -hmm. And... Um, but again, love covers a multitude of sins. So we just, we, we continue to appropriate the grace and power of God and, and we don't give up. I, I think I would say the, the, the mainstay for me is, is you shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free, Jesus said. I just, if I see it in the scriptures, that's the way it is. I'm going to, I remember Ray Ho saying, I'm going to do it whether the whole sad banana world does or not. <laughs> Amen. You know, I, I'm going to follow Jesus and my family, I hope they do. The friends, the brothers in Christ, the strength, it doesn't matter. But I'm, I'm going to go the way Christ tells me to go, period. And I can do that if I keep my focus upon him. Because he said when he's lifted up, he will draw all men unto himself. And that's true. That's true. Wow, such good words from Mr. Elmo Joseph. As we are going, as we spend time with our Lord Jesus, we are to make disciples. It should be a natural outgrowth of our time with the Lord. Would you do me a favor? Would you hit the share button on this podcast and send it to one other person that may need encouragement in their Christian walk today? That would be very helpful to us as well as hopefully to that other person. Well, please join us next time as we learn more about making disciples naturally. The views expressed on this podcast 
are those of the speakers and are not necessarily the views of the navigators, nor of the Kansas Communities Ministry. Thank you for listening.